Good morning, everyone. This is Austin Jardine. Welcome to the Vanguard Project. What is up everyone? Welcome to the Vanguard Project. Today we're going to be doing something a little bit different and uh, jumping in on a collaboration with the uh, guys from Mission Prep Podcast. Uh, we recorded this episode pretty early on in the Vanguard life and uh, I sat on it for a little bit in order to get the Vanguard story and method lined up so that I wasn't instituting too much churn right out of the gate. But I'm really excited to share this conversation with you guys because it's uh, it's pretty casual. It's pretty chill. We're talking about podcasting, guns, and, and a variety of other random topics. So stay tuned and uh, here we go. So yeah, we started in September and then we didn't have video in the beginning and we were doing it in my garage. We just we built a little table and we had these shitty mics that I bought <laughs> off Amazon. They were like like fifty bucks a piece. Yeah. And they were the what are they called? Dynamic mics? Yeah. Something like that. And they picked up everything. So they were horrible. They weren't built for what we were doing. And so the echo was bad. Like if you go back and listen to our first few episodes, they sound so bad. It's almost <laughs> embarrassing. But it's also kind of cool because it shows the growth we've had. Right. But anyways, um, and then like the little interface we were just talking about, this thing has been amazing because it's built just for podcasts. That's cool. What is what is this one? It's a Zoom PodTrack P4 is what it's called. Okay, it's like two hundred bucks. That's not bad. And you can get them at like Best Buy. I think I think that's where I got mine. But it's awesome because you can record straight to a chip inside of it. You can record to your computer. Yeah, it has like. Uh, sound pads, so like I can hit the button or intro musical play stuff like that. It's kind of oh, that's cool. It's just pre-programming. It'd be good yeah. to go. Yeah. So it's anyways. We had that in the beginning. I got that's one of the first things I ordered, and just like you, I didn't know how to do any of this. Right. And I'm just online like YouTube videos. <laughs> I'm trying to find other podcasts that tell you how to make a podcast, and it was a big learning curve. But anyway, so we started September in my garage. And then, like, not long after, we started building a little studio in my backyard. It's just a shed, like, from Home Depot. Right. 10 by 10, which we've been using. I think we're about to move out of it, though, because it's getting fucking hot. Mm-hmm. Um, we're probably going to set some up at Kevin's house, actually, so we have central air. Yeah, in the drum room. Yeah, because he's got a room that's got his drum kit and all that in there. And my house has way too many fucking people in it to yeah. set up inside. So so why did you guys, what, what led you guys to start Mission Prep? Was it just, like randomly one night you guys are both just shit faced and you're like oh this is a great idea <laughs> not even close no not, he wanted to do one and i didn't think he'd follow through so yeah I was just like y'all do it he got it. roped into it and then he pretty much did it. i was like well, you I sound guess. like my friends like, <laughs> like fuck this guy like but uh, but anything i say i'm a i stand by it you know, yeah integrity it's like all right well i guess i'm in this and i'm gonna put the effort in too so yeah because like for over a year because we both listen to a lot of podcasts and as most people do nowadays but I kept saying, dude, we should we should do a podcast. And I'm one of those people who I have a hard time with motivation in anything if I don't have someone doing it with me. Sure. Where, whether it's working out, whether whatever it is, I got to have someone there to push me and and help me along the way a little bit. And I can do some things on my own, but I prefer to have someone I trust doing it with me. Yeah. So I kept – and Kevin, we've been friends since we were kids. And he went away to the military, all that good stuff. We went our separate ways and came back together later in life, fell in love again. And 
Uh, but no, so it's my Japanese squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I I've been telling him I wanted to start one, and he's he's always like, yeah, dude, let's fucking do it, because I, I really like his perspective on things. I I've noticed because I'm not a veteran, I find veterans very interesting, and most most of them have a really cool perspective. They have a different perspective than I have because I've never been through the shit they've sure. been through or seen the things they've done, you know, or have any of the same experiences. So. Not all of them. Some of them are complete dickheads too, just like any other person. But mm-hmm. a lot of veterans have have a cool outlook on life and on on things in general. So, anyways, I was telling him, "Let's do it," and he's just, "Yeah, yeah, let's do it." Like he said, he didn't think I was going to do it. That was about a year's worth. And then when COVID and all that started, I really got to thinking, like, like why not do shit? Like, if I want to do it, just try. Because what if one day you're not able to? You know. So I told Kevin, I'm like, hey, I'm going to start buying the equipment. Do you want to do this? And once again, he's like, yeah, let's fucking do it. He still didn't think I was going to do it, I don't think. So I started buying stuff, and then we just fired it up in my garage and started having just friends on. Because we have, we have some interesting people in our lives that we already know. Yeah. <clears throat> and, I mean, he's got – because Kevin, he's in school now full time, and he's an astrophysics major, which is – pretty interesting rocket science yeah rocket science (laughs) but so he has some people in there that he's met through there that are fucking interesting people that we've had we've had a couple of months Mm -hmm. and then that just kind of one thing led to another and we started getting some more like well-known people with kind of big social media following stuff like that so when you got started was there like a hey i want to get these types of people or was it just like no "No, i just want to get info out there because it sounds like fun or one thing led to the next really and because of our I'm not going to say stance because of who we are fundamentally people, a type of peep type of person are going to be, gra- going to be gravitated towards us, you know, cause people that have shitty character and moral values are probably not going to like us because <laughs> they don't want to hear what they don't want to hear the faults about themselves. Right. Okay. Like, Oh my God, he's a good guy and he supports people, but he believes in hard work and doesn't think that, he should be just given a path, right? You got to make your own path. You can't just be given money and given things. You got to learn how to do it and build skills. And people that are very, you know, insecure about the fact that they don't do any of that shit don't want to hear it. So they're going to be like, fuck these guys. Yeah. You know, they're going to go get confirmation bias from other shitheads, I would say, you know, or lazy people. Right. So those kind of people are going to want to listen to us. Why is he saying to work hard? Why is he saying to work out in the hottest part of the day? That's gay. And I'm like, you know what's gay is being an AC 100% of the time. You know, turn it off in your vehicle, turn it off in your fucking office and go outside in the hospital part of the day and go for a walk. Go work out in it. I disagree. I like air conditioning very much. Just Thank you. You never know when you need to be – that's, that's actually a false statement. You just need to be acclimated to your environment no matter yeah. what. Well, you need to do hard shit. Just because. it's, it's What happens if you're – let's go on a road trip. Let's go to Vegas and your fucking car breaks down in the middle of the desert – like, oh my God, it's 100 degrees outside and my body cannot handle this. Yeah. And I have just consumed alcohol because I'm not driving, right? Because I'm going to Vegas and now I'm dehydrated. Like, you should at least be acclimated towards it. Mm. But a lot of people don't want to hear that because they already, like I said, they feel insecure. They already feel like maybe they're not, you know, a lot of people don't admit their own faults. That's called humility. You know, we don't really practice that a whole lot here. You don't have to because you're an American. You already have an entitlement, you know, so... Anyway, so that's why we get on a certain amount of, a certain type of person. And yeah. Baker saw that and he's like, Okay, I've got people for you guys, you yeah. know. Yeah, we we really there was no plan. Like I think our tagline for the podcast is people from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. And it's 
turned into like a bunch of veterans. We've right. had so yeah. many veterans on it. Like if you look at how like all the people we've had on, the majority of them are veterans. That wasn't the plan. That's still not the plan. That just happens to be what's kind of gone on. But when we've had like our most recent episode was an artist and she's not a veteran, you know, and but she's a good person, but she's, she's a badass. She's struggled in her life and it's like, okay, she fits the bill. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, yeah. we need to have a more women. Actually, we are having, we were know, having Jill another, coming on. we're having another woman next week, I believe. Cause we being who we are, we don't congregate with many women. We mm-hmm. congregate with a bunch of other dudes. Right. So we know other dudes. <laughs> My wife actually was saying like, you need to have more women on. I'm like, I don't know that many other women because I, I, I'm not around them, you know? Yeah, it's like, do you want me to hang out with other <laughs> like, women more? That's a trap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, a trap. well, and I, so we, we've had three women on already. And out of, we've done 38 episodes. Mm-hmm. And we're recording one next week with another woman. So, And I do want to have more diversity on there because I think getting the perspective from different types of people from all walks of life, like I said, is better for everybody. And a woman's perspective, a man's perspective I don't even political. You can go left, right. I want everybody's perspective. Come on, just fucking talk. Cause I think most people in this world can sit down and have a conversation. You have the craziness of the internet and the news and all that shit. I don't think that's most people. And even if my political beliefs or my values are different than somebody's, I can still sit down with them and have a good conversation and probably like the person. Absolutely. I think if you get face to face with people that are different than you, you're going to find you have shit in common. We've, we've had that happen on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Like we had his friend Morgan on. Morgan's pretty liberal. Mm-hmm. and But he, he's also a good He's person. also in the military. And he's in the military. <clears throat> he's a well, medevac helicopter pilot. Uh-huh. And fucking awesome dude. We didn't even really talk about politics. That didn't even come up. We did a little bit, but it, we, it, that's the funny thing is when, just because you're a certain way, you th- like for instance, someone's like, oh, you're a veteran, so you must be right wing. Fuck you. Like, yeah. am I really? Because, like, for instance, he may be liberal or somewhat liberal, but we have a lot of the same views. Like, hey, be a good person, work hard, earn your way, right? You know, but we're about, we talked, I think a lot of it came down to, like, education and, you know, I don't know. I don't, that, that was our longest episode. Yeah, it was. That one was over two hours. Well, because well, we talked about the military, we talked about school, then we were talking about, like, entanglement, I think, at some point. Like, how people were like, you know, uh, like, uh, isn't quantum physics just faith-based? Like, well, if it was, then we wouldn't have any stars, which means we wouldn't be here. Like, you have to have... <laughs> yeah, uh, but the stars aren't real. Yeah, the stars aren't real. There's lights. Yeah, it's flat Earth. Flat Earth, man. <laughs> it, it, wait, it's not flat? <laughs> no. but uh, And that's, like I was saying, like the political thing. I, I wouldn't say I'm I'm right-wing at all. I I have some conservative values, but I see shit on the other side that I agree with as well. Um, but I think when people sit down, when you sit down face to face with somebody, even if they're different than you, you're going to find common ground on something. So that's what we've kind of, we're open to anybody coming on our podcast. It's just kind of turned into this world of outdoor people, people in the outdoor world, veterans, guns, but that's also shit we're interested in. So that's another reason it's gone towards there. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm interested in talking to someone from any point of view, Yeah, but it's like who literally, who they have to, because no matter what, we're going to talk to intelligent people. I think we have, but we're going to sit down with some unintelligible 24 year old with purple hair that thinks everyone should, should be given to them in life. Like it's just, we're not going to go anywhere. Like you're too stupid and obtuse to see the big picture here. So we can't have a conversation, but we can sit down with someone who's super liberal. That's very well educated and mature 
and have a great conversation. Mm. So I'm at, I'm at, I'm in no way going to ever be like, let's not talk to them. Like we're going to talk to as many people as we can. Yeah. Well, even Kevin has openly said on the podcast, we need to get a shithead on our podcast because <laughs> everybody's been too cool. <laughs> yeah, everybody's been too, yeah, seriously. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's been, been. My, my wife works in law enforcement. I could find you a couple. If yeah, you I want. bet you could. <laughs> I bet you could. Dude, can, we just, would, can we just borrow a few? <laughs> yeah. Just go to the fucking jail. I mean, it's not that hard. Yeah. That, that was funny when I was texting you the other day, and you said, "I said you don't want to piss off the wife," and you said, "Yeah, she's a cop, and she's Hispanic, which my <laughs> wife is Hispanic as well." And I'm like, "Dude, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to piss her off." I've had a knife pulled on me at least, at least I think twice now. Actually, <laughs> one time was a joke. The next time was probably a joke but i might have blacked out i don't i don't know <laughs> but no uh yeah so with the podcast thing it's it's most like you're probably experienced it's a hobby kind of you're doing it for fun you're doing it it gives you a it's kind of selfish but it gives you a reason to sit down with cool fucking people and, yeah. and have a conversation but i've said this a thousand times to people is we're trying to run it kind of like a business because i would like to monetize it someday mm-hmm. i'd love to be able to sit here and do this for a living I mean, that'd be, that'd be like, that's like my dream. Yeah. Um, it's crazy cause it's doable, right? It, like it, it is, it takes a lot of work, right? To your point, right? You got to fucking work for it. Yes. But it's not impossible. Like yeah. I've, I've spent hours re- reading through ways to do it. Same. Like, Same. Just put in the legwork. And yeah, you, you get like, like me and Kevin are both so s- still surprised. We talk about this all the time with each other that we have as many people listening to us that are. Yeah. It's like, what? Like we're not famous. Like we're we just, have, yeah. we're just two normal dudes who I wouldn't call us normal. Well, we're definitely I'm pretty fucking weird. We're, we're both a little weird. <laughs> in our own right. Everybody's weird though. So but no, but we're, we're just like, we're just guys, you know, we don't have big social media followings. We, uh, Kevin has his military background, which sets him apart from a lot of people. But I mean, we're just normal dudes and our following with the podcast has been growing. Like with every episode, it gets a little bigger, which is awesome. That's what we want to do. Right. And I, I'm not, I don't want to like get rich off the podcast. If that were to happen, that'd be cool. But that's not the plan with it. The plan is I would like it to start making some money so it can pay for itself. That's what I would like to happen. Yeah. I and get that. As you're, you're probably seeing, I mean, there is some cost to starting one up. There is. There's not much in maintaining it. Like once you have everything you need. Yeah. It's funny. So lately, right. I had to buy new mics cause I was running kind of to your point earlier, right? Right out of the gate, I was running with some $130 omnidirectional mic that is great for starting. But when you start having like sit down conversations, like I couldn't do that, do what we're doing right now in the living room with that one mic. And it's like, Hey, that's $300 right there. And then it's like, Hey, this is my wife's computer. And we've got her Mac upstairs. That's eight years old that like, I can't even publish podcasts on that computer upstairs because it's so old right it won't open the website so it's like you know if i want to keep doing this like i kind of need to (laughs) upgrade some hardware because it's all shit so yeah and and when you're not making any money doing this to make this better that's hard and it's hard to justify that to like your family to your wife like hey i want to spend more money on this because when we started i i bought a new laptop i've never even owned a laptop i've never had a reason to i've i've never had any job that required me to have a laptop so I bought my own laptop and I spent a lot of money on it because I looked like, what's the best one I can get so I can edit video? Cause I eventually wanted to get into video, which, oh yeah, I think we were talking about that earlier. We did end up starting to do video, but I bought a laptop. That was the, probably the like highest tag item I bought in the beginning. And then, um, we eventually got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm going to get some mics. 
I got some better mics. Because, like, same same as you were saying, if we had our old mics, we would not be able to sit here and do this. We put up sound foam in our little studio trying to make yeah. it sound better, and it didn't work that well. These mics are awesome because you can sit anywhere. We can sit outside and do this. Yeah. I hung up blankets up in my office upstairs because yeah. I needed to stop bouncing yeah. around. Yeah. And it's, it's cool because, like, I don't know about you, but I like to learn how to do new things. Mm-hmm. And this has been the big learning curve. It's doing the podcast itself is pretty easy, but everything that goes into a podcast as you've probably learned it's yep. not there's a lot to it yeah to make it to make it sound right there's a lot to it yeah and especially then we were talking about the editing you get into that and you learn little tricks on how to get rid of background noise how to do this how to do that yeah i have a long ways to go on the editing piece i mean i'll sit upstairs and you know if it's an hour-long episode it'll take me an hour and a half two hours to edit it because yeah. you know you've got different pauses ums little tick phrases people have that you're like, Hey, it doesn't add value. So let's remove it and move on. And so I was doing that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I was removing all the ums. I was removing, uh, we had one guest who, when he talked, you'd hear that. And I, that was almost impossible to remove it because every time he talked. And so I find, and also like if somebody said something where I'm like, uh, that might not go over too well, Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd edit it out. And Kevin had a good point telling me, like, dude, don't edit people. Just let them talk. If they say something that they shouldn't say, too bad. Yeah. It's how what people do. People fuck up, including me and Kevin. We've both said shit that we probably shouldn't say, you know? <laughs> and Because there was one episode where Kevin said, and I'm like, uh, you don't really say that nowadays. I, but it's it's but not I, 1999. It's in context. I was, talking, I, I was talking about dudes with, like, lifted <laughs> trucks with, well, like, and big <laughs> offsets on them. Well, okay. we actually went over this on our podcast that, like, if people know Kevin, they know he has no bad intentions. Yeah. So in that one episode, I did edit him saying that word out because I was like, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. That's not what we're trying yeah. to do. I'm not trying to hurt people. But then after the fact, we sat down because we, we actually ended up doing a couple episodes, just me and Kevin, which was kind of fun. And some people really liked him. And then the downloads were a little lower because we didn't have a big name guest on, right? But when we did it with just me and him, we went over some of this stuff. And I, that's when I decided, I'm like, you know, what? I'm not going to edit anything in the middle out anymore. Unless, like, say you're doing a Zoom call and the call drops and you have to restart. Then I'll edit right. to, to patch it together. So that made my editing process so much easier where all I'm doing is cutting off the beginning yeah, before, the we, end. before we go and the end. And like I told you, I don't know if we were on when I said that, but I can edit an episode in five, five, minutes. five minutes. And yeah. that's video included because video, once you learn how to edit, it's exactly like the audio. It's, yeah. I do my best. So, so far, I haven't had anything necessarily where it's like... That's a little little dodgy, mm-hmm. you know. If if I do edit, it's it still maintains the like the integrity of the conversation. Like there was one time that we were talking about like knives and and like literally like blood and murdering somebody. You know, like we were talking about how knife fighting came about and mm-hmm. the how they actually like looked at the prison system and and we talked about that and it got it got a little morbid. And I was like, hey, like. I don't want to like get kicked off Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so we'll like there's one sentence that we'll remove, you know. So it's like we try to keep it like relatively, you know, yeah. low key. And so far, most of you know everybody that I've talked to hasn't gotten to the point where it's like it gets heated because mm-hmm. everybody that I've spoken to so far is like, why do you love what you do? Why did it suck getting into it? So it's never gotten to a point where it's like, oh fuck that, you know, somebody yeah, yeah, get yeah. fired up. No, yeah, and like I said, people are people make mistakes and they say stuff they shouldn't say. Yeah. But I also think if you like in our podcast, if you leave it just more raw, most people understand it's that. much more genuine. Yes. Do you guys, something that I like, I tell people to before we record and obviously I missed it this time is like, yeah, 
you know, if you did say something like, oh, I didn't mean to say yeah, that, yeah. do you uh, do you offer that to them I too? do, yeah. I do. So I, I tell almost every guest, like, if you say something on here that you really don't want out there, I can go back and take it out. Yeah. And that's that's fine. Because if they're asking for that, I don't want Like I said, I'm not here to hurt anybody. Right. I don't, well, plus, plus, it's better to have them be able to feel relaxed when in conversation. Yes. Versus them thinking, oh, I don't want to say that. I want to say that. If they know ahead of time this can be taken out, they're relaxed and they'll just let it flow easier. Exactly. Versus trying to, you know, yeah. get comfortable. Do you guys too typically, so do you kick it out to them before you publish it and say, hey, take a look at it. This I, is what I, it's going to look I, like. I've never done that. No. No. And. And I think that comes kind of just comes down to a trust thing. Like they trust that I'm going to put something good out. And like I said, I would never put something out to make someone look bad. Yeah. Like if they said something, cause we did have a guest, I think it was early on, uh, the musician we had on, he, there was some stuff he talked about that I thought about editing out, but I was like, you know what? It doesn't make him sound like a bad guy. It just makes it sound like that's his opinion. I left, I left it, it in, but I would never like if, if I was sitting there talking to my guests and they were saying some shit that makes them seem like a total asshole. Yeah. I would I would probably be like I'd ask them be like hey you want me to take this out because this is what you said, but I've never sent it to them and that's not a bad idea but that's also like that's trust more, and preference yeah, yeah yeah and it's also more time that it is that's like we were saying when you're doing this as a hobby you can only put so much time towards it because you know you have your wife that needs attention you have if you have kids your kids need attention right there's a lot that yeah outside of this yeah <clears throat> yeah and I mean like even t- today coming to do this like it's Memorial Day weekend. My family's sitting at home and stuff, and I'm, I almost feel bad like like leaving to do this again, and we were going to do one tomorrow, but I pushed that one because yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm not getting paid to do this. So there's a balance you have to find. Yeah, I feel very fortunate because, you know, I can record on the weekends, right? You know, everybody that you talk to, right, has their own day job. So it's like, yeah. hey, I need an hour on a Saturday. I don't really care what time. And so my wife works weekend nights, mm-hmm. right? So she works Wednesday thursday friday saturday night and so it's like i literally have those four days when most people are free to like fill in everything and like i literally don't miss a beat as long as it's not from like 3 p.m to 7 p.m on those days it's like i don't i don't skip a beat so right now given her schedule it's kind of nice because i can finagle it a little bit and i don't i don't get in too much trouble because i'm not on the phone all the time yeah so but we'll Well, see and like i said it's (laughs) about it's a balance and i i'm getting better at it we're both getting better at it with our families and stuff but it's something you got to find the balance there because like i said if this was my primary job then yeah that's my job i have to do it but when it's like oh this is my fun little hobby and don't get me my wife's been so supportive of this she's the one that had the idea to build our studio yeah. She built our website for us. Nice. <clears throat> Stuff like that. So she's been yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. She's kind of like a behind the scenes person on our podcast. Nobody ever hears of, but, um, I try to find that balance and Kevin with his kids and stuff, he's got to find the balance on, okay, we're trying to, pl- and I try to plan our podcast out like a couple weeks in advance, at least that way we know it's coming. Yeah. Like we made the trip to salt Lake and that was planned for a couple months in advance, I think. Right. Something like that. Yeah. And so we, we went to Salt Lake all day. We left 5.30 in the morning. We didn't get back till 10 o'clock at night. But We did two podcasts. We did two, yeah. We did two different podcasts. It was podcasts. a long day. It was a long fucking day. And we were there was the option to do more podcasts. There's a lot of cool people in Salt Lake. <laughs> yeah, there really are. But we, uh, like we, we went, because we went past Salt Lake first to Ready Gunner over there in mm-hmm. Orem, Utah. I talked to Neil, and he was fucking awesome. And then we came back over to Black Rifle and did one there. And... Just a black rifle alone, you could talk to. Oh yeah, you could spend fifteen people. hours there, no problem. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> and but that was like I said, it's all about balance. We I picked the two we were going to do, we knocked them out, did an hour each, and 
then drove home and got home at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. So uh, I know we talked about it a little bit, but you guys mentioned Baker. I don't know if folks know who Baker is, but he's one of the Black Rifle guys as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know exactly all that Baker does. I met him in passing last year. What is What does he do? So so this it was because after we had Evan, Evan Hafer on our podcast, Baker runs, I think, Black Rifle's Twitter. Because okay. that's what reached out to me first. It's the relations, yeah, he's, uh, public relations. Yeah, well, he has a title. It's like so something relations. Something yeah. relations. He he puts people together. People ninja. Yes, yeah. and he's he knows a lot of fucking people apparently, and I know he he also has his own company. Yeah, Digital Mongoose. Yes, I did know that. Yeah, and he does stuff for was it Mossberg? He does. Yeah, he works for Mossberg. He and I think he. D- I don't know if he works with Mountain Primal Meats and those guys, but okay. I know he knows all of them. Yeah. And so anyways, the Black Rifle Coffee Twitter reached out to our Twitter, which I've never had a I had a Twitter, but I've never used it. And so I started I started pretty much every social media platform for the podcast. Cause I'm like, eh, the more the name gets out there the better. Right. I even started fucking TikTok. Which <laughs> which which now I just like scroll through TikTok like my wife. <laughs> but anyways, uh Yeah. So the the Black Rifle Twitter reached out to me after we had Evan on. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And I asked, hey, what's your phone number? I gave him my number, and then Baker called me. And he told me, hey, you know, this is who I am. I work with Black Rifle. And I, I heard your episode with Evan, and I enjoyed it. And I think I have some other people I'd like you to talk to. So he started feeding us people, including John from Mountain Primal, who you've had on this podcast, and quite a few other people. <clears throat> so I think that's just what he does is he puts people together. Yeah. That'd be a fun job. I'd be uh yeah that'd be cool so is that has he been like the main source of people for you or are you guys reaching out to no so most of the people we've had on we've reached out to yeah um just through like twitter and instagram yeah mostly mostly instagram that's that's been the biggest thing for us um and then like i said some people that we know personally we've gotten on but it's funny because the one we did at Black Rifle, Baker didn't set up. I set that up. <laughs> was he like, son of a bitch? I, it's, I had already had that set up with Lucas, and Baker mentioned, hey, have you talked to Lucas yet? And I'm like, oh, actually, I'm already, we got it set up. He's like, okay, cool. And same with Neil from Ready Gunner. I set that up, which Baker does know him. He could have mm-hmm. set that up for us. Um, our episode coming out next week, I set up, which is another guy Baker knows. So he, But he did set us up with, with quite a few. I'm trying yeah. to think who all he set us up with. Yeah, quite a few, and yeah, cool ass dudes. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's been awesome. I mean, like I said, we, I don't—he doesn't know us personally. He, we haven't done anything for him other than like he told me is you having these people on that I work with makes me look good. makes him look good. Yeah, yeah. and then we we had him on as a guest. You know, he yeah, because I thought about that. I'm like, fuck, he seems like an interesting guy himself. Why not? So I asked him to come on, and he did. But, That's cool. So with all these folks, you know, the Black Rifle, Neil. Mountain Primal, they all share a lot in common, right, as far as being outdoors, nature, hardworking folks. Um, I guess you guys have a goal with what you're trying to get the folks that are listening to get out of your podcast, like, oh, I want, I need to work harder, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, or, you know, I want to get involved in shooting more. Is there, like, a goal with that, or is it just, like, it's we're just, just fucking sharing? It's just that we all agree that we're <clears throat> either getting too complacent or need to avoid getting complacent in our lives, you know? I'm all about like having two kids. I'm all about structure, but I'm not going to be the guy who has my haircut appointment set up at the exact same time every two weeks. Like, fuck you. I'd rather make plans to go shooting on a whim or go camping or do something cool. Yeah. If you have that uh, appointment every two weeks, that means you're probably a pretty boring fucker. Like that's not what I want out of someone who's a friend 
or someone you're trying to strive to be like or be better for, right? Like someone who can just go do something and juggle many things at once and do them all well, you know? Um, like I can't, you know, I don't have a lot of time to go shooting anymore, but I do it purposefully. You know, the night prior to the morning of, I'm going to go do 100 snapping drills, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to get those in. Um, and then when I go out to Parma, I'm ready to go and, you know, go shoot, you know, warm up, do snap, you know, alternate firing positions, maybe go shoot the thousand, right? Snap in you in the Marine Corps? No. No? No. Oh, no. I've heard, only, I've only ever heard Marines say snap in. Really? Uh-huh. Well, if you're a, a Bravo 4, I guess, and you use it too, that's Army mm-hmm. Sniper, so that's what we'd say, snapping drills. And if it's like, the, if you're using like the M110 SAS, you just have someone based with their balls above your head, and they're, because they don't want you to move, right? So squeeze the trigger, hold it. They're going to remove it or charge it, do the charging handle, let go of the trigger, fire. So we'll take turns doing that. Yeah. It's a bolt, bolt action, obviously, is different. You're just by yourself. Um, but it was funny. I'm temp- oh, actually, only once is really bad getting made fun of because I just shoot the um, um, the Ruger. It's $1,100, 6.5 Creedmoor, dude. And then these guys out there with like $5,000 like GA precision rifles. Like, get fucked. I don't want to hear, like, because I was getting fun of for having it. Like, yeah. That's cool. But I'll, like, uh, I'll have to bring down my uh, my Dasher. It's upstairs. Yeah. 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 Ooh. But anyway, they're, yeah, they're making fun of me. It's like, I want five grand to get a GA precision rifle. I've got two fucking kids. That's my priority. Yeah. I was happy I got this, you know. And there's always like that. I feel like it's weird. It's like, I never realized it because I didn't really like, go out and like meet people when I went shooting how much there was like this weird vibe like oh you're in the military do you even hunt and a lot of guys in the military don't hunt or like they don't actually shoot I'm like well I'm out here shooting right now and I'm gonna go pop over there without a leveling bubble and shoot a thousand <laughs> which you can probably still do with a 308 without yeah. a leveling bubble you know I'm not gonna rely on all that shit even though I should because like having all your tools that you can possibly use is for accuracy is great yeah you know but for me, it's about, you know, not being complacent, right? Really being really focused on when I'm doing it, doing something. And not just like, I'm not just knitting to just knit, right? I'm going to be focused when I'm doing it. So yeah. it's like meditation. That's why, that's why, like, I used to love going out and just taking buddies out shooting and you just go burn through ammo. And now it's like, I've gotten to the point, you know, I've, I've been through several different matches and schools and stuff. And you come back and you're like, I'm not going to just go. It needs to be with the fucking purpose. Cause I'm not going to go waste my time, waste my money, waste my skill. Right. Like I'm going to go, if I'm going to go to the shoot house, I'm going to train the shoot house. Yep. I'm going to go practice at a thousand. I'm going to like get the scope out, get the spotting scope, get the camera set up, get my body, you know, natural point of being. And I'm, when I pull that trigger, make sure that I see where it goes. I'm going to hit it the next shot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I like, I loved because even though I know a good amount, I would say, like, I love having, it's like, you know, I can go teach CrossFit essentially anywhere. I know what the fuck I'm doing. But I like going to a class. I don't care if the person knows more than me or not. It's I love it, right? And someone who's really good at orchestrating drills is Raul Garcia. And so I would go out. They made friends with a lot, a lot of cops and stuff. So I'd go out with the uh, Ada County SWAT snipers out, yeah. out of Parma. It was awesome because we'd start out with, like, pistol drills, pistol to M4, you know, move and shoot. Then we do the uh, sniper drills where you clear the shoot house, sling your shit, sprint up to the little hill. Mm-hmm. And then as a buddy team, you're shooting three, I think it was the, the 153 and 500 from there, like near where the thousand yep, part is. Yep, up near that Hesco sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like 
that was so fun. Like I didn't have to plan any of this shit. Raul had it all set up. He knows what he's doing. It's just like that. Yeah. And that was so fun. Especially to combine it again. I hadn't combined all that since I was in the military. So it was super fun to not just have to go lay down or just, Hey, I'll shoot from a kneeling or I'll shoot from this board. It's like, no, we're actually going to run, go through the shoot house, shoot that, run back up. Yeah. You know? And, and that, like I said, that comes back around to us saying like not being complacent. You can get complacent in anything you like doing. You know, you're not being complacent by doing something new and being a student of it. And then again, you're not being complacent by pushing yourself while you're doing it. Yeah. You know, discomfort is where you get better. Yeah. Yeah. You have to adapt because if you don't adapt, then you're just like, oh, I'll never be as good as them. And then you quit. And then you're a quitter. And yeah. then you're going to breed children that are also quitters. Good job. You know? Yeah. So I've got a question. I feel like I've been asked this kind of several times throughout my personal life. Do you guys, uh, how do you define, you know, when you're trying to get better at something, right? Whether it's too much, like it's, it's overwhelming or just enough for you to be like, okay, this sucks, but I'm going to keep going. Do you guys ever have to balance that out at all? I've never felt overwhelmed. No, I guess I can't say. What are you talking about? Your whole life, you're overwhelmed every day. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm overwhelmed. People can be overwhelmed by doing one thing and someone else's 10 things, right? But it depends if it's a challenge or not. You could say like, you know, the military, like oh, basic training or ranger school like is overwhelming. Is it overwhelming or am I in a shitty situation but I'm adapting because adapting there's people around me in the same situation? You know, I think you're overwhelmed when you're on your own. It's like a single mother. She's overwhelmed because she's doing everything on her own. You know, but if she has a group or a tribe, she's not overwhelmed. She's adapting because they're doing it together, right? Yeah, that's. So, I was. I was just gonna say, kind of what you just said was, like I was saying earlier, how I like to have somebody doing shit with me. Yeah, that's a reason for it because it first of all it gives me motivation. Like, like when it comes to like working out, Kevin's my dude because he first of all he's very knowledgeable. He owned a CrossFit gym for a while. He and knows. He's he knows his shit. Yeah, <laughs> he's in good shape. I'm, um, I've got. I don't even want to hear. This, this guy's always talking about how fat he is. This is called cortisol. <laughs> getting a divorce. You got fucking tits. <laughs> no, right so he, this guy, he's always talking about how he's fat. And I'm like, as he's standing next to me. But anyways, no, like when it comes to working out, he's my go-to because he's knowledgeable in it. It keeps me from getting hurt. It gives me motivation to do it. Um, I, I love jujitsu. I absolutely love it. I wouldn't, well, first of all, it's kind of hard to do that by yourself, but you could. You could have a bag and do drills. I don't have the motivation to do the drills. Hip escapes for days. Oh, <laughs> dude. And and so, like, when you go to a, a jiu-jitsu class and there's other people around you, whether they're way better than you or they're brand new and they're not as good as you or they're bigger or smaller, all of that is motivation. And it also keeps – I think it keeps you from getting overwhelmed. Cause, and like you were saying, how going through shit makes you better at it, you know. Yeah, if you're in the middle of a hard workout or hard jujitsu class, it sucks during it. But, and I don't even think about it as it's going on. Afterwards, I'm like, "Fuck, man, I feel so much better." Yeah. Even if I can't walk, you know, like we do. Me and Kevin do did lunges last Sunday. I couldn't walk till Thursday, and I didn't even have any weight. I was doing body weight lunges, but I'm happy I did it. Yeah. I've I've never done something hard and been like, "Fuck, I wish I wouldn't have done that." <laughs> I always feel better about myself that I did do something hard, especially, and it doesn't yeah. have to be physical either. It could be a mental you, thing. You because you're seeing something out of it. You're saying, "I'm better at jujitsu." Like, oh, I choked Kevin out. Awesome, you know. Like, I got something out of it. Or like, um, you know, my floor I just did. 
like bending over that much was not good, but I was like, oh, the four looks great. So I'm, I'm proud of it, right? Yeah. Like as long as there's something to look at, it's not, you're not just suffering to suffer. It's like, well, that sucks. Yeah. You know, you got to suffer to have something on the other end of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like the not theme. Not suffer, me struggle. Struggle. Yeah. And I was just going to say, that is the theme of our fucking podcast. It comes up every episode is struggle. Right. It makes you fucking better. It makes you stronger. It's good for you. You got to apply it to yourself. You got to yeah. apply it to your and, kids. And some, I mean, some people just unfortunately have a lot of struggle and hard times in their life and it's not, they didn't bring it upon themselves. No. But there is people that have complacency and pretty easy going lives. And I think those people should introduce some struggle. Introduce like a jujitsu class. Yeah. Or a workout, a weightlifting class, whatever. Introduce some hard shit to yourself because it's going to make you a better person. So for those those people that might be complacent, do you think that there's a, a level of intimidation that prevents them from getting into it? I do. Like I said, it's part of um, sometimes it's the fear of being out of your comfort zone, feeling insecure about yourself, um, sometimes even envious. I'm, envy because, I'm envious because I want what they have, but I don't know how to start my path to get there. So many people are envious, you know, um, you have to get used to being a student because that's how you build the humility, you know, again, like I, I'm getting ready to graduate and I still have to take a couple like bullshit classes that I should have taken a couple of years ago. And one of them was a one credit Bronco fit class. And so I signed up for ultimate Frisbee yeah. for in the fall. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be the oldest guy there. Um, and it's going to be weird. It's going to be a bunch of kids being like, who the fuck is this guy? You're going to be out there <laughs> like, crushing these kids. I but, just got to show up. But I'm going to fucking crush these nerds <laughs> because I'm actually good at Ultimate Frisbee. So, but it's like, it's, even though it seems simple, that's a good way to start for somebody. Like, can I just do like an old aerial club of Ultimate Frisbee maybe? Or sign up for a class at BSU do Ultimate Frisbee or any rock climbing? They have a ton of rock classes, right? And be older and go do it. You know, or like our friend Justin, we had my friend Justin, we had on. He's also an astrophysics program. He has an MBA, and then uh, he was a uh, retired officer in, from the Marine Corps. He's a major. I think he retired as a major. Wasn't he like a he diplomat for the he embassy? Diplomat for the embassy. Embassy. Nice. Um, he speaks like four or five languages. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he was on the he block. Was a, he was a good guest. Yeah. yeah. So he was fifty-three when he came on, and but the thing is, he went back to school at BSU. He's surrounded by kids. Even I, I'm thirty-two. I look like a kid probably to him. Sure. But he's so fucking humble and nice. He's always like asking me questions, right? People are just like, oh, how do you, what do you do in your workouts? How you, like he, he doesn't mind adapting because he's done it his whole life. Sure. You know, so that's a good example. Like no one should be like, oh, I can't go back to school. I'm, I'm, I'm 28. Like you're still a baby, dude. Yeah. If people are 50 years ago and they're fucking flourishing, that's, use that as an example. You're never too old to be a student in something, you mm-hmm. know? Well, and I also think, it's an important thing to surround yourself with people that do cool shit. Yeah. And that's something doing our podcast. I'm learning because I've, I've been a guy for a long time. I might've mentioned this on our podcast, but they're like, I have enough friends. I don't, I don't need any more friends. I'm a very outgoing guy. Anybody that knows me, will tell you cause I will fuck, I'll talk to anybody and I don't, I'm not intimidated to come up and talk to anybody. I don't care who they are. And my wife's probably annoyed by that because I'll never shut up. I will talk and talk. And <laughs> like on here, I've probably done most of the talking. That's just how I am. But letting people actually get close to me and really be my friend, <clears throat> not so much. One thing I'm noticing as we have continued our podcast is maybe it's because I'm not around the right people. Because some of these people we've had on our podcast, I've become friends with. And I'm like, man, maybe it's just, maybe I more friends is okay if they're the right friends. If they're going to be people who are going to push you to do cool shit. 
do better things in life. Um, like a guy we had on, he's a jujitsu guy. He's like a, he, he owns his own gym. He actually just moved here. He was a cop for 22 years in Chicago. Badass guy. Yeah. I've stayed in contact with him since he was on. He actually just moved to Boise just, and I followed him on social media for a long time. Motivating as hell. He's 53, 54 years old mm-hmm. and he's always out running. He's out on a hill somewhere. He's out doing, he's out shooting. He's, teaching or doing jujitsu, the guy never stops. He's motivating his shit. And actually the other female we're going to have on our podcast is his girlfriend next week. Nice. And that's a guy like, I'm like, fuck, that's one of the, he, I want him as a friend because he makes me want to do better shit. So I think, I think that's an important thing is like, if you're going to surround yourself with people, surround yourself with people that are going to push you to do better in life in general. And they're doing it in a positive way. Yes. Like, be fucking positive. Don't do it in a way that's, you know, you're on Instagram or face the Facebooks or whatever, like see how much better I am than you see all the things that I do. Fuck you. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, interesting because I feel like I'm kind of in that transitory phase, right? Where it's like, Hey, you know, I don't feel like I've personally had any lack of motivation. Cause like you can ask my friends, like throughout my life, there's been no shortage of like random shit that I've just decided to go do. But it's interesting because this, this podcast, right. That I've been working on ha- has really felt like one of those things that's kind of taken taken off on its own, even in the short amount of time. And it's interesting because like, I've kind of had to shift like, Oh, this is my thing. Like, yeah, I'll do it. Whatever to like, no, I have people that like want to be a part of it and they Mm want to help me. And it's, it's weird. Like, okay. Like, yeah, I'll take your input. Like I want to, I want to do better. You know, it's weird kind of like being like, yeah, my wife loves it. My parents are here. That's cool. I'll get it out there to like, I've got friends that are like fucking dude. Like, I know this person, here's how you edit this, dude, you know, it's, it's different, right? Like focusing it in a way that is, um, more of a a group growth mentality than, yeah, Yeah, accepting help. It can be hard to do. Yeah. Letting go. Yeah. I'm a control freak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, well, and like, have you had happen yet where anybody comes up to you in the wild and like says, Hey, I listen to your podcast. You don't know the person. Not yet. I I haven't, I had it happen once and it was the weirdest fucking thing. Really? Because. Kevin's mentioned this on our podcast a bunch of times. Like we don't think of our podcast as pe- like people listening to us as we talk. Yeah. Cause we are like, we had, before we turned these mics on, we were sitting here talking just like we are now. I know. And that's kind of how we do our podcast is we just sit and let the conversation roll. And it's hard to think people are listening. I to pretend you. people aren't listening. Yeah. And yeah. I had to happen one time where somebody who I didn't know was like, Hey, I listen to your podcast. I, I was like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> that's weird. And but it's cool. That's what we want. We want people to listen. We want more listeners. And but then again, also like our podcast isn't about us. We don't want to be quote unquote celebrities or influencers or whatever the fuck you call it. It's I think you said this on the episode of the Butch. Like this isn't the Jake and Kevin show. That's not what we're trying to do. We we're trying to give a voice to these guys who have these cool businesses or or these pe- just people to come on and tell other people about what they do, why they do it. Kind of same thing you're doing. Yep. And that's what our, our podcast is about. And it seems like yours is very similar. In very that similar. Aspect, which yep. is good. I mean, it's it's not the Austin show. You're not sitting here just talking about yourself, you know? Yeah. And, <clears throat> which is hard for me because I love to fucking talk, <laughs> like I said. See, but, and I have no problem. Like, it, it's kind of funny because, like, you know, my parents, my parents don't think of me as a chatterbox. My wife, though, is like, you need to shut the fuck up. Like, mm-hmm. I need to go to bed. 
and like my friends are the same, but it's, it's kind of funny because throughout the interviews that I've done so far, like if you listen to it, no joke, it's like 20% of the time at most am I speaking? Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, to your point, it's like, I'm not here for, for me. Right. Like I literally just want to be the sounding board and I'll publish it and I'll get it out there. And that's, that's all I'm, that's all I'm fixing for, you yeah. know? Well, and that's what I'm, I'm trying to get better at because of the fact, and I've talked about this on our show before. I'm, I'm also bad about interrupting people and that's just in regular life. Yeah. Cause I, I'm one of those people that I, I think of something and I'm like, Oh, I gotta, I have to tell them before I forget, you know? And I, on my podcast, I'm trying not to do that because it's not about me. And I think I've gotten better at it. Um, but I am a chatterbox, man. And yeah. I'll, I'll go on and on with people. One thing that I, I have a hard time with on Zoom interviews is uh, if they do it on their phone. And, uh, like, you can't you can't be like, oh, I, I want to ask you something mid-sentence because it cuts them out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, I've noticed that I'll have to sit there with, like, a, a pen and pad, right? And, like write down a question and then have to go back to it like five minutes back into the mm-hmm. conversation. Be like, by the way, I was thinking about this because I couldn't cut you off. <laughs> yeah. They're way better in person. The podcast. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Thousand I, times better. So I still listen to the Neil deGrasse Tyson episode and John Rogan. The, 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 he's been on like four times now. I love him. He still cuts Joe off in this one. Not as much. <laughs> Not as bad. Not as bad. <laughs> but it's like the way he talks to him, I, it gives me anxiety. I don't know why. I just wanted to bring this up because you're talking about cutting off and everything. Yeah. But it reminds me of like my father, people that have these certain egos where they have to like stamp themselves. Like Neil's the cool guy, but the way he talks to Joe, for instance, it's like he's, you can tell the way Joe responds and the way he talks to him is like he's talking to his child. Mm-hmm. So he's immediately putting Joe in the child section, mansplaining, and Joe has to respond to him like he's the adult. Like, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Like he's, like he's okay. better than him. Okay. And Joe's like, Okay. You know, like, it reminds me of growing up. Like, I was like, fuck, man. Like, and Neil is so, like, anti-alien. I get it. You have to, have to use the scientific method. You know, show me the proof about the aliens. When I see the proof. But astrophysicists are also usually known for being people. I, I don't, I'm not putting myself in love at all. But I'm also good at philosophy. People are, who also like philosophy and are good at it, naturally. So why is he being so obtuse? Why is he so cut off from all that? Because the best ones are usually wanting to, like, dive into that, you know? Like, ooh, how spooky action at a distance really work and all that, you know? Like, so it's interesting to see, like, how much. I mean, my point was, like, even in person, you can cut somebody off and it's just as bad that when you're on Zoom, like with Buster, because mm-hmm. that was, he was on his phone. Yeah. And it was like, God, I hated that. I felt so unco- not uncomfortable. Like, I felt bad almost because, like, and if he was going to start talking and we said something, he'd be like, up, up, up. Yeah. It was like, you go back, back and, and forth. forth. Like, yeah. Oh, fuck. Like, that's why I hate <clears throat> Zoom. Yeah, we've, we've had some good ones on Zoom like that went seamlessly with no interruptions. It's rare yeah, because there is that little lag. But, I mean, you have to do what you got to do. And if you want to get some cool fucking people that don't live here, I mean, you got to do it through yeah. Zoom or a phone call or whatever. Or load up and go camp. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, And that, that's one of the reasons. We, I'm going camping this Friday. So if you want to go, bitches, <laughs> I'm not really camping. It, I'm go, well, I'm camping, but I'm going to like Silver Creek Plunge. Yeah, so you, saw, like, you guys saw my Hobo Hilton when you guys came in, right? Yeah. On the back of my truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my camper. Okay. I built that. My wife, when I did it, because I, I wanted to do truck bed camping for a mm-hmm. long time. And because, uh, like, I didn't want to get a trailer. A, because they're expensive. Mm-hmm. Then, like, it limits where you can go and all this. Yeah. You know, you got to 
keep it and up store it and it's a pain in the ass mm-hmm. and so i was like looking up truck bed camping and i was like hey, i want to spend a thousand dollars on a fucking camper shell and so i like googled how to like make a camper and everything and i put it together and when i finished it my wife looks at it and she's like that is so trashy <laughs> and she's like that is it's hideous and so then we went winter camping. Like I went winter camping all year long this last summer or this last winter. And uh, I took her up to Sun Valley and it was like fucking negative whatever. And she was like, okay, this is actually really cool. A lot better than Dude. sleeping in a tent. On the yeah. I've been considering doing the, the pop-up tents because Aaron's always showing them to me. Mm. Um, he's huge like in jeeping off-roading. If you ever, oh, see, yeah. if you ever see the, the Inferno Cryptek Glidator, it's Aaron. Um, he's a cop. And, uh, Cause he's make, making me want one. Those pop up tents. You just throw it on top the of the CV one or the the rooftop tents. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Because yep. I, I have a Tacoma, so I mean. So I looked into those. They're really cool, right? But like, the reason I didn't go with those, a they're they're thirteen hundred dollars for a base tent, right? Yeah. But then you also have to get the rack for it yep. or build one, which isn't that bad. The it, the weight adds up. Yeah. But then. Um, like you can't just hop out and hop in it, right? You've got to set it up. It's not insulated, like. I definitely like that's glamping. Like my truck is glamping for sure. So like I was like, hey, if I want her to go with me, like I've got to make it like almost like a house. And so that was like kind of why I went that route is like it's insulated. I got a solar panel on it. There's a heater in there, a fan in there, a window. Like I mean, no shit. If zombies happen today, other than food, we're ready to go. You know? Yeah. No. uh, Yeah. Aaron's setup's pretty good. It's it's pretty badass. That'd be cool on your Tacoma. I know. Other than the, the Cryptek. Yeah. I love Cryptek, but I'm like, I'm so much such an introvert. Like my trucks, I got that green Tacoma and even now it's like, oh, it's fucking green, dude. <laughs> but yeah, it's the friend we're talking about. I'm sure people that live in Idaho have seen his Jeep Gladiator rolling around. It's like bright orange Cryptek camo. Yeah. You can't miss it. I was listening to your interview yesterday with Butch. Oh, oh yeah. And yeah. you guys were talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. That thing, you can't miss that. Yeah. That Jeep. I like I need to get out, go do some shit with him. Yeah. But we need to get him on the podcast too. Oh, he'll come on. I think he's actually done being a cop now. So he can come yeah. on with us. Yeah, we, we've tried, we've tried to get some friends of ours that are cops on, but they mm-hmm. can't, their departments won't let them. Yeah. Um, I think you can, as long as you don't bring up the department name. Yeah. Which that's what I thought. <clears throat> we have a good friend of ours. Who's a female police officer in, in Boise and we, she wanted to come on. We were, and she asked for permission and they told her no go. Yeah. And this was also like right in the heat of all of the, George oh, Floyd stuff, yeah. which I get, I get. Yeah, so I'm going to interview Erica, right, my wife, mm-hmm. and uh, that was the stipulation. It's like, hey, we can we can talk, but we can't mention the department name, and I think that there's probably a few other things. Like, yeah. I, I don't know yet, but we'll have to talk about it, but it'll mostly be kind of around what it takes to be, like, a female cop going yeah. through it, kind of that weird shit and stuff like that. So Yeah, well, then, like I was talking about with uh, military veterans, police officers they have a whole different perspective on shit and i want to hear it I, you know I, what i mean and i like paul's perspective I would, the post he made the other day he's like he said it in a, a nice way it's like it's one of those like it's hard to hear things you know the hard truth and the hard truth is every cop that's what he said should be a bare minimum a blue belt if not a purple belt jujitsu because he's like, I don't remember one time. He was in a shitty part of... Like, he, was he was in embedded, Chicago, Chicago embedded area. in Chicago, yeah. like undercover, yeah. where he was scared. He's like, I wasn't reacting out of fear. I was responding with the, the necessary amount of violence on somebody that I needed to do. Yeah. yeah, And I know how to do it. 
And he's like, I was not afraid of anybody on the street, no matter how hard they came off. Cause I knew I could manage them. Right. Yeah. And that's a really good point. You know, mm-hmm. like, and so then when you talk to like, okay, I have a good amount of friends who are police officers, like quite a few. And I would hate to have the conversation where we're like, well, fuck that. It's like, well, why fuck that? It's like talking to a veteran who's like, Hey, let's go on a ruck march. Fuck that. Why? Cause I've done that before. So, so your ego's in the way then. Right. So with the police officer, I'd say it's the same thing. If you're getting paid to do it, go do it. Go do yeah. more extra. If you were getting paid to do extra tr- pistol training or jujitsu, and that's why I'm against defunding police. Fund them to have training. Yeah. Fund them to more. be fucking why, awesome. Why not have more skills? Other right? tool. Yeah. That, yeah. Other tool in your tool belt. Fund the police. And I, I think that's people in general. Like when it comes to things like jujitsu, why the fuck not? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to know how to handle yourself if you had? Because I because I have a routine going on. I don't want to be on my yeah. comfort zone. And yeah. It's the same with probably like firearms training. Oh yeah. Why not know what you're doing and be comfortable with that? Yeah. Because it's another tool in your tool belt to protect yeah. you if you ever need it. We've been doing jujitsu for almost a year now. Oh, just, you, I didn't know you. Yeah, did just down the road. We've we started. So she actually got me into it. Right. So when she graduated from the academy, she's like, I really want to do jujitsu. Right. She's like, they do archon, their rest and control techniques. It's very similar. Um, and she's like, I really want to keep learning how to do that for the same exact reason. Right. Probably as your buddy in, in Chicago. And so we started doing it and it was the first time I'd done something for the first time. And I don't even know how long, right? Like I've been doing, you know, I've been doing new things here and there, but that was like something that was like, I guess for the first time that I was like uncomfortable, right? Like we walked into the gym and I was like, dude, I'm fucking going to get smoked. (laughs) And I loved it. Right. I mean, it was so much fun. Everybody's super cool. But to your point, right? Like there was, she got in, it, it wasn't really like a fight, but there was a, a lady that was in a really bad spot. And, um, I can't remember if she was armed or not, but I think she was got disarmed and jujitsu kicked in. Right. And she deescalated that situation, like in a half a second flat. And I think some of her coworkers were like, man, that mm-hmm. was really cool. I mean, and you know, Erica's like five foot, no, you know, she's not very tall. So it was, okay. it's really cool to hear like how practical jujitsu is, right? Especially like if you're small, right? Unsure of yourself, like it's a powerful tool, right? Big time. Even just grappling in general goes a long way. If yeah. you can just, if you know how to get your arms around someone and squeeze that motherfucker and take them down, <laughs> just a bare minimum grappling. If you can do that and do it and be aggressive. Cause again, we still have that. There's a dichotomy between knowing how to apply something and being able to be mean. Yeah, there's people people that may do kickboxing classes, but they cannot be turn on the fight switch. Like you got to be able to fuck somebody up. Yeah, you know. Um, I definitely I'm not great at that. When we first started jujitsu, all I knew was like life or death. Mm -hmm. I I think that's everybody. I didn't make very many friends right out of the gate with that one. But like now, it's like kind of like I'm I'm more of like the I'm here to roll, have fun, work out, whatever. And I've got my first tournament at the end of the month. Cool. next month and i'm like is it grappling industries yeah i, did, I, I did one of those yeah and i'm yeah. like kind of nervous because it's like hey like like i've never really been in a spot where i've had to beat the living fuck out of somebody and this is like i get to treat it like life or death i got 30 years of pent up hate let's get after it, yeah, you know yeah. so yeah uh that's i think like you said the when you first start jujitsu it's life and that's everybody i think it starts because like i'm a big dude i'm big i'm strong i've always been pretty confident i didn't think i had an ego my first jujitsu class, it was just me and my coach and he's been doing jujitsu for 20 years. He was a pro fighter for 13. He's a lot smaller, not a lot smaller than me, but fuck at that time he was 80 pounds smaller than me. So quite a bit. And I knew he, he's 
he's been doing martial arts for a long time. So I knew like he knows what he's doing. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking I'm bigger and stronger. Than I he got is. you. I think, yeah. I think I can handle this dude. If he didn't want me to do something, it wasn't happening. After that first class, I was like, holy shit, I did have an ego here. Like I thought I was going to do some work here and there was nothing I could do. And it like, it's almost like it completely broke my ego. And I'm like, oh fuck, I don't know anything. If I ever get into it with someone in the real world that knows what they're doing, I'm screwed. So, and there's people in my class, in my jujitsu school that I've gone to that are way smaller than me that manhandle me. Wipe the floor. Oh, dude. There's this one Filipino dude. <clears throat> who he, he has a purple belt at the time. He is like 115 pounds, maybe little tiny guy. I had no shot, dude. He'd be on my back before I knew what was happening. Yep. And so anyways, what I was getting to is like everybody, I think scared in the beginning. And then once you do your first tournament, it's, it's a little nerve wracking. Like when I did mine, I was so nervous and I'm, I'm not like a nervous type of guy with most stuff. And I wasn't until I got there and saw everything. I'm like, uh Oh yeah, hey, this is scary. But it turned out, to not be so bad. It was it was fun. And yeah. in my division, I was a beginner heavyweight. There's not many other of those. So it was me and two other guys. I was getting on the podium no matter what. <laughs> and I got second place. Like it was but it was it was cool to experience. Yeah. It's I'd like to do another one someday, but I also gotta get back into jujitsu because I haven't done it in a year. Yeah. But yeah. For sure. No, uh there's so many things to learn out there though there, there are honestly like i've i'm really interested i had the money i'm really interested to go take one of like mike lover shooting courses as ones he yeah. does because i again i would go into that like i don't know anything i'm not going to show up and be like oh yeah, it was a bro before i'm a veteran like no i'm a fucking nobody and i'm gonna pretend like i know nothing so i can learn because you can't learn if your cups already have full right you yeah. already think you've got your shit and i would love to just go take one of his courses be around other cool people Maybe not all of them, but most of them would be pretty cool. And just go, just go have fun and learn something new. Learn mm-hmm. how to do something a different way. And I mean, even just the way he holds the rifle and his, like putting the torque in the elbow on the pistols, like no one can see, but like putting the torque out to stabilize. Mm. That's not something I was ever trained to do on a, with a pistol or an M4. I'm like, that. I like that. It makes sense. You know, like, so I'd like to go learn that and apply it and watch him, watch me do it. See if I'm doing it right and see how it applies. And mm-hmm. um, I'd love you to do, you go do some shit like that. Well, actually, Paul, who we've talked about a bunch today, he he hosts shooting courses too. Good point. Yeah. Even better. And I think I saw something online the other day. He's trying to figure out how to do one here because he's new to the Valley. He just moved here. Yeah. But Parma. That that might be a, a cool guy to learn from. Yeah. There's p- plenty of places actually, but that's just a cool place. I like Parma. I like, I like people to go out there. I like going out there and hanging yeah. out. Yeah. I like the Palmer Range. We've got a membership. We're actually going out tomorrow. Oh, so cool. Teaching yeah. some. I've, yeah. only, I've only been there once with Kevin and it was pretty damn cool. Yeah. The, it's a great, it's a great range. They've got everything really. I mean, mm-hmm. they've got carbine, like a uh, pistol pits, carbine pits, the shoot house. I love the shoot house. Yeah. And a uh, thousand yard. Well, it's like 900 and. 10 yards or whatever it is, but mm-hmm. shoot off the Hescos and stuff. So it's fun. Yeah. That's why I always cut through my range finder just in case. Cause I, I make a dope card mm-hmm. card and a range card. Cause I'm not going to work in yards. You know, I'm going to work in meters not only because you do that in the army versus the Marine Corps is still in yards, but I mean, you know, I'm a senior in a physics program. Like it's laughable. If you said feet, yeah. Or miles or miles per second. It's always metrics, right? Yeah. Kilometers, whatever, yeah. meters. Or like light years, parsecs, you know. <laughs> um, so I work in meters. So I have to, you know, range find everything, make sure it's on cue. And, you know, because it's, it's a big difference. When you're looking at what, ni- uh, 0.97 
per every for every meter, right? Um, that's that that matters past six hundred. Yes. You know, if you have good fundamentals, I always tell people that. Told Jake this when we went out, like because we're shooting my six five. I was like, if you have good fundamentals, you're not going to miss six hundred meters and close. Because even if you're off by one minute, or sorry, we're not using minutes anymore. We're using mills. mills. If you're off, yeah. I remember when we switched over after I went through sniper school. Like, we're not working in MOA anymore. It's all mills because I have a Horus and everything. Yep. And so it's like, you know, if you're off at a couple of mills, 100 meters, you're still going to hit a person at 600. Yeah. You know, past then, yeah, if you're left or right, you're going to start edging off. But so, you know, but back to that, even though you can miss, it's always aim small, miss small. It's always you know, if I am missing by three inches at 600 meters or I'm hitting, but three inches off, that's a big fucking deal. Yeah. Cause what if I had to shoot with adrenaline at 800? Well, you're probably fucked, you know, like, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, the range is, I just like going to that range. I used to even like to drive. I like to be able to just drive, listen to some music, just hang out, yep. get out there and drink some coffee on the way out. I probably killed a hundred books between my drives back and forth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, and, uh, there's, a. Um, there's a out in Jerome. There's a, a private range out there that they host uh, matches at. Okay. And that was a that's a horrible drive because it's flat and straight yeah. and windy and miserable. But that's also that range is if you want to practice uh, wind calls and spotting your uh, misses really because impacts are bitch out there. Uh-huh. Uh, that's a fun range out there. The Snake River PRS, I think, is what it's called. Okay. So, yeah, that one's a fun one because you shoot into the canyon. Right into the snake, the Snake River, the canyon. They've got a quarry back there, so it's on some guy's farmland, and you shoot down into the canyon. I haven't been out there in probably a year, but that was that was a, that was tough. Dang, that range was That'd be hard. fun though. Except, yeah, just because I know someone from a drone, maybe they make an excuse to go out there. I just want to go. Sh- I just want to go shooting again. I know. I'd it's been too long. You need to buy my forty-five. I know. He's trying to sell me his Glock. You gotta find ammo. Yeah, I've got plenty. He actually, he, he told ammo. me he's like, you buy it, I'll give you the ammo. Like trying to talk my wife into it. I'm like, so, I don't really shoot the forty five any much anymore, you know. And um, I just I'm a, I just weird because like my my father in law I don't know probably has th- he has thousands of weapons like that's what he vests and but like I'm such a minimalist person I'm like I want a long range an M4 a pistol for concealed a pistol and a shotgun like yeah. I just want to keep it minimal you know I'm not a collector of any sorts so I just want the perfect setup and. uh and that way when we go to the range, you know what you're taking. This is what I like. This is what I carry every day. This is what I'm practicing with. This is what I'm proficient with. Versus like, well, today I'll take out the Sig Sauer and just like, you know, just like. <laughs> Whatever. I don't really care that much. I'm not, <laughs> I mean, I, I like shooting, but I'm not a gun enthusiast. You yeah. Know I mean, does that yeah. make sense? Like, yeah. I'm a recycler. I will, uh, I'll buy one or I'll build one and I'll be like, I don't like it anymore. Yeah. And I'll sell it yeah. and I'll be like, I didn't want to get rid of it. I'm going to build another one. So I build another one. I'll be like, "Fuck! I didn't like this one. Sell another one." <laughs> it feels wrong. Yeah, that's that's what I'm doing now. Actually, I have one sitting upstairs that I just listed because I'm like, I don't like the scope, so I'm gonna sell the whole rifle with this scope so I can buy another <laughs> scope. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I I when I got out, this is like 2013. I bought the scope that I use in Afghanistan, just that um, the Mark V or whatever the LRT with the uh, H59 or the Tremor three with the yeah with the 59 in it. And so I bought the same one I used in Afghanistan, and I'm like, afterwards, I was like, probably should go with the U.S. optics, like, because that's just basically that was just based on a bid with Leopold to the military. I liked the reticle, yeah. So I'm not sure why I bought the same scope because the tower on it for a thousand when nipple pops up on that Leopold, mm-hmm. 
cool idea and everything, but it's so big versus yeah. the US optics version, lower profile. It's a probably better glass. Have you seen the uh, the EOTech Voodoo's? Yeah. So I want to play with one of those. I don't. I, I one of the guys I was talking to was like, they are phenomenal because I, I have a Mark Five upstairs. That's okay. what I have, and I've got the H fifty nine as well. And oh, I want one. Uh, I kind of want to get a, another Mark V for my hunting rifle, which is way overkill, but if you're going to do it, do it right. Yeah. And uh, one of the guys was like, dude, check out the the um, Voodoos. So I pulled them up, and they are like half the size of a Mark V, right? Like they're tiny, but they have H59, I think they have an H59 reticle illuminated, okay. and they're still 5 to 25, right? Right. So they're just like insanely compact and i'm like man those are pretty fancy so i've been doing a little bit of research and from what i can tell like they hold their own so yeah. i'm curious to go poke around town see if i can't find one to play with but yeah no i i love sitting behind good glass because you can spend more time on it like i i wouldn't go out and buy a, a 300 dollars scope like i'm gonna go shoot 100 yards at an elk with this like i hate because it's different you can buy a leopold right with shot glass or whatever you can buy something that the glass actually came from taiwan right and it's just like you know it's the difference if you've been by and it's like i can't fucking do that yeah you know like you just have to spend the money like you got you're looking at 2500 to five grand for good glass right yeah i mean that was the most expensive i my that mark five is what three that was three grand right yeah so i mean on a twelve hundred dollar long gun right yeah um, yeah, it's funny. So the the scope that I bought for it was one of the Diamondback Tacticals, and oh, yeah. it was it was fine, right? Like it had the reticle that I was interested in. It was first focal plane mills exposed turrets, and I'm like, it checks all the boxes. Mm -hmm. And I'm just kind of worried because like it's on a seven mag. I'm like, hey, I don't know if that's gonna hold zero as well as I would like expect it to, especially if I'm out like because it's on my hunting rifle. Like if I fucking fall, drop it, whatever. I don't want to be popping off a shot at 300, 400 yards on an elk and be like, this fucking scope sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and I don't know. I, I literally shot like five rounds through it, and I was like, I mean, it's good glass, don't get me wrong, but I think it, it's meant for like your tactical application, so. Right. I'm just not a fan of, uh, this sounds immature, but I'm just not a fan of Vortex just because of the branding and, you know, the guys got their stickers all the back of their trucks. Vortex, it, bro. Like, we got, like, I'm just, I'm not about that. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm going to avoid it. Even though I got one as a present last year from my M4, so now I have to use it. But <laughs> it's like the, yeah, it's like the $300 version one that, yep. Um, Cause, you know, if you're going to go buy an ACOG, you're looking at $1,200. So, uh, yeah, it's I an love, investment. Yeah, I loved ACOGs before, you know, but, you know, the you know, interesting too was a little nerd. I'm not going to go way into it and fucking bore people, but like I just finished optics at BSU and dude, they're only like first focal planes and like polarization and all that shit. But having to actually like the class isn't as fun as it sounds. Cause it's basically just here's how to do first focal plane, but we're just going to drive a bunch of ridiculous equations and I might use the tangent of the cosine of this, but based off that reflectance over there, we're going to change the angle and drive this equation to explain why it comes through this into your eye. Like, <laughs> Wait. I'd rather just pull the trigger. Yeah, I know. And, and it was and my professor for that, I was him for EM theory, electromagnetic theory. He's Russian. He's a big Hello. fucking Russian. And Welcome to the Russian theory. Dude, that's how it is. Teach you how to shoot guns and play with all of the optics. It's Dude, no problem. I'm saying anything he's saying in the class and the lectures, because we were doing it online, 
were three hours long. So it was just like <laughs> three hours of talking about optics equations and in listening Russian. And talk in Russian. <laughs> like all my professors now are like Russian, Chinese, Italian. Like, yeah. It's just like, I don't know what the fuck is going on right now. <laughs> so I'm glad to go in person again because I can actually understand what they're talking about. But I know. This is usually where I say, oh, fuck my ass. Yep. What was I saying? <laughs> fuck my ass. And then like edit that out, Jake. <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to. I'm like, oh, fuck I'm not going to edit that. I'm going to make a fucking video clip out of it. <laughs> yeah. you know, it on our Instagram, like, I was. I haven't done video clips in the past few episodes. Just no, you need to. I know. I need They're to. Always it, funny. That comes down to laziness. Like I get the episode all edited, ready to go. I'm like, boom, we're good. And I, I, I edit like some pictures and stuff. For a while there, I was editing video clips, and then I think like last three episodes, I haven't done it. I need to do more of that. Yeah. But usually, because I don't know if it's because I'm not a narcissist or whatever. I don't like putting myself out there. I have a hard time like concentrating on me. Yeah. So he puts clips of me. I do clips shit. of Kevin because like I run, I run, I do the editing and I run our Instagram. So I'm the one putting all the posts out there and I have a really hard time putting posts out there. Like if I'm like, Oh, I sound cool there. I'm going to, I can't do that. Or I was funny there, you know, whatever. I have a really hard time, but I can look at Kevin and be like, that was fucking funny. <laughs> I'm putting that clip out there <laughs> and yeah, it, I don't do it to make him look like an idiot. I just think he's funny. So I, I make some clips, but I don't know. I posted that video, you beatboxing and I was dancing. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of involved. We're so cool. <laughs> well, I, we were just setting up. We were just getting ready. We weren't even, I had everything recording, but we hadn't started yet. And he just starts like randomly beatboxing. I'm sitting there like rolling up a cable. I'm like dancing in the video, you know, <laughs> like I got to post that. That was kind of funny. Yeah. Clips are good. Yeah. The clips are, are good. And it's weird. Like, when it, I guess we can go back to talking about podcast stuff. We kind of nerded out on that earlier, but like we release, you know, the audio version and the video version. Our videos, YouTube, like some of them will do okay, but like I think last week our video has like 15 views. You go to the audio, it has way more downloads than that. Yeah. And I'm not sure why that is because I know a lot of people like to watch video podcasts. I'm not one of those people. I listen to audio only. Right. But we have most of our videos, like the views compared to audio downloads is doesn't huge, matter huge people, people listen while they're working well and so it makes you know. me think like is it really worth it to do the video might as well it does get more eyeballs on it but even if it's just to get the clips on instagram yeah because those always do well yeah and so and i bought a i bought a gopro for because yeah. then that works actually really well for what we're doing because we, we when we first started video we were using my phone the phone was our camera oh wow yeah and <laughs> yeah. it wasn't horrible but it wasn't great I yeah mean, can't, phones have pretty good cameras on them nowadays, but this is like a fucking Galaxy S8. They have an S21 now, so it's pretty old. And then I was like, you know, I want to get a nicer camera. I started looking in cameras, and well, holy shit, they can get expensive. So then I'm like, maybe a GoPro would work, and it has worked really well because, like, our, like I said, our studio is really small. Mm-hmm. So if and we want to get wide angle lens, yeah, if we want to get everybody in there, I could put that fisheye lens, which looks like we're shooting a fucking skateboarding video or something. But <laughs> but it works because it gets all three. It gets us and our guest, and that's what we've been using is the GoPro. So I make little videos for YouTube, and it's like, is it worth it? Because they're not getting a lot of views. I think like the Evan Hafer episode has like two hundred or three hundred something views. That's pretty good. Yeah. But then like last week's has 15. So it's like, yeah, uh, I don't I'm know. Not about, it. I'm not worried about the numbers though. Just post it. Yeah. Use it for clips. Whatever. But the numbers don't matter to me because of the fact if we want to monetize it, you got to have good numbers. That's just, yes. that's just facts. You have to, if you want a company to pay you to talk about their product, you got to have good numbers. Um, and we're eventually, we're going to get, I think in the next week or two, we're going to have t-shirts and shit. We're going to start selling. 
Which you were early on. You were right away t-shirts. And I shit. had people making like making jokes. I was at, I was at jujitsu, and mm-hmm. one of the guys was like, "Where's your merch, bro?" I've, yeah, I hear that all the time. And I too. was like, "I'm not gonna fucking do. I'm not gonna be that guy." And then I stayed up like super late one night, and I was like doing research, and I was like, "It's free. Yeah, it's easy. Fuck, I'm gonna do it anyways." Yeah. So I did it. And that next Tuesday, I went to class. And I'm like, "Hey, bro." I'll send you a link. He's like, <laughs> yeah. well, that's that's smart though, because I mean that's a way to monetize your podcast from the beginning. Well, yeah, that and it's like okay, you know, if you have guests or whatever, right? Give yeah. them shit. And yeah, which we did. In, I think I told you when we were texting, but in the beginning, I paid to have shirts made. We had physical shirts there. Yep, twenty-five shirts, and that was the plan: was give them to guests, which is what we did. It was our old logo, but I paid like three hundred bucks for twenty-five shirts. Yeah, and it's like we want to sell shirts and we've had requests from people like, Hey, are you guys selling t-shirts? Are you selling hats? Whatever. And I'm like, God, I don't want to go buy 200 shirts and not be able to sell them. Cause that's a lot of money. Right. And then <clears throat> the print on demand, I'm like, fuck, that's the way to go in the beginning. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. One of my buddies was telling me, uh, he's like, I'll help you out with the shipping because you can, you can do really well with shipping. And I'm like, Hey, that's a lot to take on yeah. in the beginning. Uh-huh. Like I have no desire to do that right now. No, I think yeah. print, print on demand, especially for a new podcast yeah, is where it's at. So yeah, we're going to, we're going to launch ours, I think in the next week or two. But so you guys listening to this, go buy Austin shirts and, go su- buy their and support, shirts. support this fucking podcast. <laughs> Yeah, and hopefully by the time uh, this shows, you guys will have yours all set up too. Yeah, yeah, we should. Like I said, week or two, we should have ours out. Hell, so. I'm gonna do like, like legitimate like Kevin dildos. Like get my you shit cast well. and everything. Oh yeah. my god, do the mission that'll prep. be in our merch. Yeah, It'll be in our merch like dildos, freaking <laughs> anything you can think of. You know. So where that just went right there, that's usually where our podcast goes. If you guys want to start listening, <laughs> it usually goes to us being idiots at some point. No, but like with the merch and stuff, that is kind of a plan of ours. We have some ideas for some cool shirts. We just have to figure out logistics on how to get like the artwork to get on the shirt and do that. Because right now we have our logo. Yeah. That's all we have. That's all I have too. Yeah. But we do, we have some ideas for some different artwork that might not even say anything about our podcast on them, but they will be cool fucking shirts people that we'd want to buy. So maybe other people will too. Yeah. And that's kind of a plan of ours. We just got to figure out logistics. Yeah. I would like to get to a point too where, you know, sales, like I would love to be able to give back. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so I think, cause I have zero design skill. Like, mm-hmm. I mean the logo I ordered, right. And mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> I can't draw to save my life is uh, it'd be fun to partner with folks, right. Raise money yeah. and donate. I think that's where I would like to go at some point, mm-hmm. you know, once I get more established mm-hmm. and pay off some, some of the other things. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's, then that's what we're going to have to do too. Cause I'm not a fucking artist whatsoever and I can't draw even draw stick figures, but we have some friends that are artists, you know, so maybe partner up with them and figure out that whole world. Yeah. It's, we have a lot of ideas. It's just, can we bring those ideas to reality? Like fruition. Yeah. That's the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that I have, I have ideas too, but it's bringing them to fruition and not like, getting so caught up in all the ideas that you don't do any of them. Yeah. Yeah. And also, yeah, you don't want to have too many ideas. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was at, I was talking to my best bud yesterday and he was like this and this and this. And I'm like, I've got like two things yeah. that I'm going to do in the next six months you yeah. know, or whatever. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's enough work for me, you know? Yeah. So there's, there's a market out there for podcasts. Like we were talking about earlier, you could make a living doing this. Yeah. It's just about, are you going to put in the time, the work? And shit like that. And that's what we're trying to do with ours. We're, just, it's like a second job, and we're 
we're trying to get it out there. And if we're succeeding or not, that's to be determined. But yeah, it's it's fun. We're we're like we're liking doing it. And I'm sure you're learning. It's it's kind of a fun process. Yeah, it is. But before we end this, can we shout out our stuff? Please go for awesome. it. You want to do it, Kevin? No. Tell tell the folks about us. Tell the folks about you guys. You guys can find us on Instagram at Mission Prep Podcast or Mission Prep. It's Mission Prep Podcast. Mission Prep Podcast. You're, you're doing it wrong. You got to do it seductively. Yeah. You, you can find us on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, we have an OnlyFans page where we cook pancakes naked. Yeah, that's um, only Kevin, but. It's only me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> support us on OnlyFans. If you go back and listen to any of our episodes, you'll hear about Kevin's OnlyFans. Yeah. We just do stuff, do random like dude stuff naked, which he may or may not really have. It might be a joke, might not. Yeah, just like hey, I don't want to Google it. I'm, <laughs> that's a hard pass for me. Yeah, like ooh, doing doing hardwood floors the other day in my house naked. So it's just a bunch of like spread butthole stuff, <laughs> <laughs> like from behind, you know. Um, <laughs> but like doing manly shit naked, it's just like it's it's savage. He always tries to rope me into it, but I'm not. Oh, um, guys, yeah, chopping down a tree. The middle of winter. I've, I've done that. <laughs> I was bef- before I started school. I was working for my buddy as an arborist. He we didn't were, do it naked. Oh, well, no, not naked. <laughs> we had this idea about doing like a calendar. It's like like the bear calendar or something. So it's like you do stuff like in overalls naked with like your chainsaw, like you know, <laughs> you're at the chipper just like putting your wood in. He the looks chipper. a little excited to be talking about this he right is. now. Yeah. He is. <laughs> we, we had a whole thing going. Anyway, Ruski, find us the YouTube's. So yeah, Instagram, Apple, Spotify. YouTube. Apple, Spotify, Mission Anywhere you find your podcasts. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. And we've had some pretty cool fucking people on. They have. So they're way cooler than us. That's the plan because we don't want to just sit and talk about ourselves like we were talking about. So we try to get people that are more interesting than ourselves on and let them tell what they're doing. Nice. Kind of same thing you're doing here. Yeah. And yeah, and we do. We want to have you on ours as well. Okay. I'd like to set that up. Right now, like I said, we might be in a transition of moving our studio which apparently my wife wants to turn our current studio into a playhouse for the kids. Really? <laughs> yeah, she asked me yesterday. She's like, are you guys really moving it over to Kevin's house? I'm like, I think so. That's what we've been talking about. Because it would, I think it's better. Like, like this is perfect. Like, we're sitting here in your in your house. Yeah. It's, I think it's more comfortable than our little cramped studio. We could even do this in your fucking living room. Yeah. Kids might die of heat death in that studio. That, well, I know. Because, right? like I said, it's a shed. There's no ventilation. There's no air. It's worked over the winter because we took space heaters out there. Yeah. It's not as easy to do out there, especially when you have microphones that pick up sound, stuff like that. And it's starting to get hot. So we're going to move it to Kevin's house. So anyways, yeah, my wife's like, yeah, we should, we can set up a little playhouse, which they can have the doors open and shit. But yeah, I'm sure you guys listening to this podcast really care about my kid's playhouse. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyways, yeah, I mean, you can find our podcast anywhere. Mission Prep Podcast. We have a website, missionpreppodcast.com. Eventually there'll be shirts on there. Um, Apple, Spotify. Google podcast. Is there a Google podcast? Why would you, how would you not know if there wasn't? I think there is. <laughs> Regardless, I'll link it for you. Yeah, we're, 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 every, we're everywhere. We have a YouTube. We're, we got a podcast on Pornhub too. Like yeah. The, <laughs> but, but the best place, if you guys want to like get a hold of us or anything, is our Instagram, Mission Prep Podcast. That's where we're most active. We have, like I said, all the social media stuff, but we're most active on there. And you guys are quick to respond. We, I, I try to be. Yeah. You, you'll probably, you, well, you probably with your personal. You have quite a few followers on there. It's sometimes hard to keep up. It can be. Yeah. Because yeah. I've had like little spurts of like people reach out either wanting to come on the podcast or just anything. And I'm like, holy shit. I have a lot of these requests, the message requests. Yep. And some of them are like some random dude who I have no idea who he is wanting to come on my podcast. That's kind of odd. 
but I sell tile in Russia. Yeah, to be. <laughs> oh, and then you you also get scammers. I had some guy like trying to sell us or give us these free knives, and I found out he was from like Saudi Arabia or some shit. It's <laughs> like he was not legit at all. Yeah, but yeah. So our Instagram is probably the best place to find us. Find out what we're about. We post what we're doing on there more than anything else. So, and thanks for having us come on yours. Yeah, thank you guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation, Jake and Kevin. Man, I. I Really appreciated the conversation. I know it's been a couple of weeks since we talked, but to give you the plug, I know your guys' uh, shirts are now live, and you've been kicking ass with just some awesome guests, and uh, I look forward to interacting with you guys again, sitting down, and maybe hopping on your podcast and chatting a little bit more. Uh, as far as updates go, uh, please continue to like, subscribe, and review the Vanguard podcasts. Uh, you guys have no idea how much uh, it helps. Uh, it helps with exposure and the morale for me, really, to keep it going. Uh, beyond that, the Vanguard website is linked in the episode description. Uh, you'll find the shop there as well as our partner links, uh, including Mountain Primal, uh, where you can use code Vanguard for 15% off some sexy-ass sausages, uh, which are perfect proteins for uh, for the morning to go tackle the day. Uh, I used some just the other day uh, while I was out on a scouting trip, and uh, it helped me over for quite some time. So uh, go take a look, and don't forget to use code Vanguard for 15% off. Uh, otherwise, have a kick-ass day and we'll catch you next time.